0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I am Dan Almendorf. Joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here, Dan. And Dr. John Vance. Hello, everyone. And again this week, Ian Keir. Hi. Hey, Ian. It's good to have you here as well as you other fellas. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we discussed this before the we opened the mics, and that was education. Uh, we kind of got talking about, Ian, what are you going to do next? Uh, you just graduated from Gordon College with a bachelor degree in, in history. And uh, what are you going to do next? And that kind of morphed into a discussion about uh, different schools that are available. And we thought, gee, we might as well just talk about this on A Plain Answer today. Possibly some of the parents out there are interested in the various schools that are around and uh, how to make a decision in support of your child, how the young person can make a decision going on to school. Uh, It's a huge decision. Um, Just narrow it right down to you right now, Ian. uh, You're kind of at a crossroads. What are Mm -hmm. the couple of the options that that you're looking at for schooling next?
1: Um, Mostly looking at whether I want to just get a master's or whether I want to look to actually go and get a Ph.D. in history. Mm -hmm. So trying to decide which would be the better financial option, you know, where is my true passion going to be? Yeah, that's probably the key, your passion, what you're mm-hmm. really uh, <clears throat> interested in. Mm-hmm. I've
2: discovered a lot of students in, in in teaching, a lot of students don't do well because they have no passion for the yeah. subject, but when they get turned on to it, makes uh, mm-hmm. uh, it makes a huge difference. It makes all the difference. Yeah, that's that's it. And, and you know one of the things, you know, in in terms of God uses our passions often to lead us and that's where he is trying to direct us. I know my oldest daughter was a student at Moody Bible Institute, she went into education. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she'd have been a wonderful teacher. The reason she went into education was because she thought she could get a job as an elementary school teacher. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as uh, she graduated with high honors and highest honors there and, and everything, and she couldn't find a job. Mm-hmm. And then she had this internship to work with the uh, women's ministry, the young women's ministry, college and high school. She got into this internship program. She go, she goes through it, and and soon it's turned into a, th- a three quarters job, basically. I mean, it's all the work she wants. Mm-hmm. And she she said, you know, when I was at Moody, I saw that major and I really wanted to do it. But she said, I'd never thought I could get a job there,
3: <laughs> and that's where she's got it. Yeah,
2: you know, just yeah. you know, if God's leading you in a certain direction, follow it, even if. If you look at the uh i don't know the wall street journal or whatever it says and, and it says there's no jobs in that field if you think god's calling you you go for it mm. I, i'm of the opinion too that passion may not include college That's there are right. many yeah. young people yeah. out yeah, there with yeah. lots yeah. of hands-on experience they love taking a yeah. radio apart or they love messing mm-hmm. with cars there are more jobs in those areas mm-hmm. that you can imagine uh, and I could cite my own nephew yeah. Uh, yeah. who tried to major in history, and he's a very bright kid, very yeah. bright. But he just didn't have the passion for it. But he loved cars, and now he has a <laughs> successful business. I wish I had his money. Yeah. yeah I, I, I have the same thing, a nephew who went through college as physical therapist and this, and he did study computers. And he got some jobs here and there. And he's like, I really don't – what do I really like to do? Mess with cars. Yeah. <laughs> now has his own garage. That's my Owns nephew his, has yep. his own garage. So <laughs> no, 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 these no various paths
0: man. are very legitimate. You don't oh, always yes. have to go for the college, oh, do you? Yeah.
2: Having taught in college, I, I do believe, and I'm going to shock some of the parents out there, I'm going to guess uh, it could be as high as 40% of the students that probably should not be in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they are right. They okay. have no passion for it. They can't get motivated. They're wasting their time, their money, when they could be doing sure. an internship. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere oh yeah uh, and and learn to do hands on college really has become universal in this country, but we we find ourselves now a trillion dollars in debt in student loans, we find ourselves with all sorts and all kinds of colleges here and there competing for the student and uh, i 'm glad we have a free market of ideas yes. a lot of good Christian yeah. institutions have prospered in uh, this area. But I, I, I would warn the parents in the counseling of their children, don't be afraid to let them uh, truly follow what they believe is in their heart mm-hmm, and what mm-hmm. God is leading them to do, rather than just just because Joey down the street went to college, I'm going to go to college, or I'm going to go to yeah, college because sure, I can't yeah. think of
1: anything else to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know I've often heard the refrain <laughs> from a number of teachers that they felt that they were more like babysitters and not actually teaching yeah. students yeah. anything. It's tough to get into philosophy,
2: uh, if you don't have a heart for it, or history yeah, if you don't have a heart for oh, it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, 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 like, it's like pounding rocks, so just go <laughs> I was speaking with somebody the other day who, uh, who worked for a larger broadcast corporation, and they were just so interested in starting their own thing. And I drilled down with them a little bit and said, you know, what is it that you really want to do? Do you really want to own a station, or do you really want to produce the programming? Hmm. and and probably it's the programming that he really wants because trying to own a station is almost impossible nowadays but with the internet and with um, some simple programs and a mixer board and a microphone, you actually can produce your own program if that's your passion. And different yeah. sets of
2: skills to yeah. manage something yeah. as opposed yep. right. to, you've got all the hats, Dan, but to programming, that is that can be turned into a passion. And what a wonderful service. It can.
0: It really can. Mm. Getting back to um, just the practical aspect of choosing a school. I know we have a break coming up here, but um, maybe what we'll do is after the break, we'll talk about John Vance, you mentioned to Ian when the mic was off to consider applying to different schools. Maybe we can pick that thought up right after the break. Stay with us, we'll be right back.
3: And God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me and He Hold me closely to His side With love and strength for each new day He will make a way He will make a way Sing it with me Oh God will make a He will make a way for me And He will be my guide Hold me closely to His side With love and strength for each today He will make a way He
4: will make a way We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month and perhaps in the future... Our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program.
3: There seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me, and He will be my guide. Hold me closely to His side. With love and strength for each new day, He
0: And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today we're talking about education. How do you go about uh, choosing a school? You know, we're talking here with Ian. Uh, he's got the next step coming up, uh, what school he's going to choose. Uh, John Vance, you had some ideas, some suggestions for Ian uh, to um, to uh, be open to a couple of ideas. What were those?
2: Well, I, I, before I even say anything, I'd like to ask Ian, why did you choose Gordon College to go mm-hmm. to? You mm-hmm. had... Uh, Very good uh, homeschool background, and you did well in school and the tests. Uh, Why did you choose Gordon?
1: I guess what I was really drawn to was a number of things. One, I liked that it was a Christian campus. So I knew that my professors were going to be presenting material from a Christian background um, and really making it applicable to my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt that they had a very strong history department, which is what I went for, um, and then felt very much at home when i stepped onto the campus both the campus surroundings the people who are there and i think all those slices are important things for someone to consider when looking at a college you know don't just look at the academics you know if you step onto a campus and there's something that you don't like you know chances are this isn't going to be a good fit for you no Mm -hmm. matter what other positive aspects there are
2: yeah you also have experience of having two years at at a uh the community college mm-hmm, that's correct, correct? Yeah. how would yep. you how would you compare and contrast your Gordon experience with your uh, Ulster County community College
1: experience One thing that I had at Ulster that really kind of drew me to Gordon as well was the fact of small classes. I really liked being able to have that relationship with a professor mm-hmm. where you can go and <coughs> you can talk and you can exchange ideas um. However, that faith piece was definitely missing at a secular institution like um, a community Mm -hmm. college. But overall, I didn't feel like it was at least there. I didn't feel like they were trying to pound you over the head with it and Mm -hmm. trying to force you to convert. Mm -hmm. Uh, One
2: of the reasons I ask uh, uh, Ian that is because uh, he he does allude to something that's very important, and that is visiting a campus. Mm -hmm. I I would – suggest if you're going to college uh, do visit the campus Mm -hmm. Uh, there are pluses and minuses in going uh, to a a secular school uh, but uh, that's not out of the realm particularly the Mm -hmm. costs important Uh, what i've noticed is that what works well for students is that they get involved in a christian organization our Mm -hmm. church is supporting three different campus ministries now we took Mm -hmm. on two more uh, just this uh, past uh, year, mm-hmm. because we know that uh, in some sense the the educational institution for the secular society is the new church, and so it's a mission field for us. And so we mm-hmm. we're supporting a Christian Studies Center at Cornell and a couple
0: of uh, in in the area here in in the Hudson Valley. Now you just dropped something there that I just want to pick up. And you you, you mentioned something and you hit it and you're right off, but I want you to. Um, expand on that just a little bit more the educational system is is the new church that thought could you explain what you're talking about there well
2: there is in secularism a kind of secular religion the church Mm -hmm. is the is the uh university and the college the secular university and college Mm -hmm. uh they become if you will the new clarity the professionals the ministers if you will and um and particularly certain institutions uh it's clear that Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Columbia, the Ivy League, have uh, an influence all out of proportion to uh, most other institutions in society, Mm -hmm. maybe Duke in the South, Stanford in the West, University of Chicago, Northwestern. These institutions, when you graduate from them, uh, your path is greased. Not only do you find that these graduates are in high places in government, they're in all of our elite institutions, Mm -hmm. and and it does indeed – agrees the path of life for you in one so, sense. So, so
0: in terms of this is almost a, um, a religious perspective. Oh yes.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, a man is incurably religious. He is. And when he denies God he still has a religious nature. Yeah. So therefore he sublimates uh, that uh, notion and, and worship of God into different areas and one mm-hmm. of them is to, uh, to have a church which is the university. Right. Uh, to have a worship which is uh, what human beings can achieve and do mm-hmm. on Earth, mm-hmm. so forth, things like that. They're all there,
0: That's uh, all the marks. That's interesting to me.
2: But uh, in choosing a school, I, I was talking to Ian about graduate school, and, and I encouraged him uh, not to just confine himself uh, to a, a place where he can get an education with the least amount of money. That's mm-hmm. very important. What a lot of students don't know who are applying to graduate school is if you apply to some of these elite private schools, their aid, their financial aid will make up uh, for uh, lots of things. So if if you're interested in library science, uh, I can think of Syracuse and Drexel, very, mm-hmm. very wonderful schools mm-hmm. in library science. I would mm-hmm. say apply to them. See what financial aid you can get. Yeah, Because most of our Christian schools – and, and very fine Christian schools in graduate school cannot afford to fund these programs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I believe we have a, a, a an obligation as Christians to be transformers of society to move out in mm. and
0: uh, and to exercise our Christian faith where we are. Now, a Christian parent out there might say, "Yeah, but I'm worried about the spiritual life of my child." And up to this point, I've only wanted him or her to go to a Christian institution. And uh, I want to share this just brief little testimony, and that is um, our son, Stephen, went to a non-Christian school um, after, you know, he, he went to Ulster also. Uh, and then he transferred to Stony Brook. And I think the key there was that he got involved with a local church. He got involved with a campus ministry. And um, now as he walks around that, that campus, there's certain ones that he knows. They're, they're walking with Christ. They know the Lord. And there's like this almost subculture of Christians. There are Christians everywhere. Mm-hmm. There are.
2: I even, at teaching at there New Paltz, uh, I found Christian
0: professors Isn't that, that I, could,
2: I could have fellowship with. Wonderful. Three or four of us would get together once in a while and have yes. fellowship together. Yes. And uh, I, I have no doubt that a person who teaches in a secular institution or a student who goes they can find the spiritual help and the fellowship wherever they go yeah. i've yet to be in a place in this country you're right even in the north <laughs> even in the north <laughs> <laughs> even the northeast where yeah. there are not christians yeah, yeah. and that can be a, really a, a positive too because if you if you get the right things now there are some negatives but i mean a oh there's negatives is, yes. yeah if you're in a secular institution you, in essence, have to be fighting for your faith, mm-hmm. and in some ways, you probably get a sense of being mildly persecuted, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and therefore, it makes you sharper. Some yeah. of them do, That's but it does true. give you the opportunity to be strengthened in yeah. faith. Some That's of the strongest right. yeah. Christians mm-hmm. uh, that I know have come through I'm, – I'm mainly focusing on graduate school now right. – mm-hmm. remember that we have the greatest universities in the world, yeah. bar none. Here in America. Yeah, here in America. Yeah. And – Outside of England and a couple in Germany, there are no rivals. Hmm. Mm -hmm. These great universities, uh, pretty much all are secular. It takes enormous sums of money to fund some of these programs, these scientific programs, these uh, uh, humanities programs, enormous sums of money. And our institutions in the evangelical Christian circles do not have those resources. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you go look at an evangelical faculty in an ordinary school, and you will see – that if you check their graduate programs out, they've been to places like Columbia, Syracuse, Princeton. Right. Yeah. They've been to Duke, or they've they've been to these major institutions. And if you are not pretty well grounded in your faith by the time
1: you get to graduate school, mm-hmm. uh, something is wrong. Yeah, also... That's
0: a good point. Yeah,
1: jumping back to looking at more of the undergraduate side, I remember hearing from a parent who said that they actually preferred that their kids go to a secular university mm-hmm. from the standpoint of it was very easy to identify, you know, the common enemy, in quotes. Um,
0: <laughs> the black and white contrast was, right. was there, you're saying. Right. Yeah.
1: However, being at a Christian university, you definitely see a lot of the gray area. It's mm. much easier for heresies, for inconsistencies that are not biblical to slip in. Mm-hmm. And you can find, you know, people starting to go off on, you know, non-biblical tangents. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I had a great professor named John Sanderson. He once says
2: about this whole subject, you have to inoculate your children. Mm -hmm. You can't just wall them off from society and expect Mm -hmm. them then to go out into the world. They'll Mm -hmm. collapse. He says you've got to give them a little bit of exposure, or in this case a disease, so that they don't get the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. uh, You have to be careful how you train children in your home as they grow up. You have to, if you will, don't cover their ears up if the little boy next door – has said a curse word. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. bring the kid in, you say, you know, that's not a word that we use in our family. But you don't run out and cover the ears up every time the boy does right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that that can lead to – overprotection can lead to a very fragile kind of Christianity. Yeah. We we were called to to minister to the world. So you have to have enough, I should say, understand. You know, Paul quoted poets. He realized yeah. that he that's quoted – That's a good point. Yeah. Secular he poets. Co- and he quoted yeah. philosophers. Now, where did he get that knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> hmm yeah. So yeah. so I would say you have to be careful, though. I prefer Christian schools. Make no mistake about it and Christian uh, mm-hmm. colleges. Mm-hmm. But as Ian says, sometimes there's some gray areas in some of them, too. You're expecting the only thing you're going to get is Christian. Sometimes it's not the case. It could be quite yep. a shock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. And you do see that with a, a lot, and that kind of blows uh, some kids away. I think it depends on your children. I had an elder and a deacon in my church, In Illinois, who's had some daughters uh, that were very rebellious in high school, and so they decided the place they needed to be was Covenant College, not in the University of Illinois. Sure. And uh, they went kicking and screaming. In fact, the one actually filled out the application for his daughter. And you know what? After the first year there, they just... Uh, the Christian faith just kind of bloomed and, and grew, and oh. now both of them are working in Christian organizations and have fine Christian husbands and families. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Christian colleges are, are great. I, and ordinarily, I would say, go to a Christian college. But in graduate school, you really don't have that choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we must prepare <clears throat> our young people uh, and equip them with the best education possible. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of times, you too, and I know what got me down to Princeton, one of the things that got me, besides you, John, <laughs> was uh, the fact that Bruce Metzger was uh, one of the professors there. Oh, yeah. and I had read a lot of his works, and I had greatly admired what he had done, particularly interested in me, and I wanted to study under Bruce Metzger. And I wanted to study under James I. McCord. Yeah. That's so I went there. Jazz <laughs> I, huh? Wonderful Jesse, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I got to study under, at Drew, I got to study under John Leaf and Robert mm-hmm. Andy. Wow. I, I would never. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, there. of course, the, those graduate schools are, are somewhat liberal, yeah. more, much more than Princeton. Hmm. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, you didn't have any
0: real trouble with your faith there, did you?
2: No. No. There, there's some of my classmates that did. But you were older. Mm-hmm. You knew what to look for. You were yeah. well-grounded. Well, I yeah.
0: think that's what's key here and what keeps coming out. And the, the recurring theme is that it, it is who you are in your heart. You are what you are in the dark, as some people have said mm-hmm. and and that that 's what you take with you to school, whether it 's the Christian campus or the secular campus. I am reminded here of uh, passage of scripture. I just opened the scriptures here i couldn 't find it right away I was maybe you heard me thumbing <laughs> it 's in second uh, Corinthians chapter ten it talks about how we 're to think in, in my opinion it says for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a wonderful And no matter you know, where you admonition. go,
2: you cannot do without Christian fellowship. You are in trouble. That's right. Mm-hmm. There's a wonderful admonition in Romans, I mean in Hebrews, Forsake not mm-hmm. the assembling of yourselves together, so the yes. matter of some age. If you send your kids off to a secular school or they go to one, uh, I'm thinking undergraduate now, you better make sure that they, they get in church. I, yes. I have West Point cadets. Their parents come and visit me and say, I'm sending my kids here. Uh, make sure that they come to church. I want you to stay in contact yes. with them. That's important. And I, I think one of the, the problems we have with the churches today is we've become so much cavalier in our attitude towards uh, church membership even. Mm-hmm. so that when the kids go out, if the parents have been very cavalier in terms of their church membership, they're apt to reflect that when they're in college, and then they get in trouble. For sure. The casualness of the parents will be reflected in the yeah. kids.
0: And there's a certain entropy almost socially that yeah. takes mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Things become even more disorganized. Social and, entropy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm <laughs> impressed. Hey, with that, I see we're just about out of time. How about a wrap-up <laughs> thought or two? Uh, today we're talking about education.
2: Ian, why don't you tell us? You know, what are some of the, the the greatest things that you learned while you're at
1: Gord? I would say probably the greatest thing is, and I think this can be said of many undergraduate programs, is I learned how to think, mm-hmm. to you know, look at something to assess it, you know, to put it through a lens of faith, you know, to mm. look at it and be like, how how does this influence me as a Christian, and then in turn what is my duty as a Christian? Hmm. So I think that ability and that learning to think was possibly the greatest lesson that I learned.
0: Excellent. Very good. Well put. John Vance, any uh, closing advice for uh, students that are headed towards graduate school? Well, well it's an opportunity
2: uh, to, you're taking a step really in, a significant step with people who go into graduate school. it In fact, in many ways will be much easier than undergraduate school. You will be focusing on fewer courses. You will be doing something you love. And um, I would say if if that's where God is calling you, I would say go for it. And I would say go for uh, it with this in mind, that you stay always in the fellowship of the saints.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Amen. Well, thank you, gentlemen. It's been a real treat here in the studio talking with you about education. This entire broadcast is up on our website. Check it out. It's found at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. In the studio with me today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich, Dr. John Vance, and Ian Keir. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. Please join us again next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.
3: he will make a way for me and he will be my guide hold me closely to his side with love and strength for each His Word will still still remain. remain That's right, and He will do